Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right, and happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for May 24th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our one of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America, the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, absolutely fantastic, and one of the peaceful, restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. LibertyRoundTable.com is our website for the show. LovingLiberty.net is our incredible nationally syndicated radio network with incredible talk show hosts around the clock. Overnight, there's some rebroadcasts, etc., to make sure that uh, some of the best shows on the planet can be heard at a time that works best for you. But I'm telling you, there's so much going on in the news, it is just shocking, folks. Check out LovingLiberty.net. Incredible hosts around the clock, ladies and gentlemen. All right, there's so much to discuss here, so little time. Um, let's see here. Let's highlight this, I guess, first. Uh, we're going to be working with Pete Sepp, National Taxpayers Union, who normally comes on tomorrow. Uh, but, uh, of course, we'll have to reschedule him because he's the, at the, uh, I don't know what you call it, World Tax Reduction Forum. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Uh, they Believe it or not, on the, on the global level, there's people who meet together to try to have appropriate tax reform. Pete will be at that event, so tomorrow he will not be with us. Of course, Brian Rust, Kelly Finnegan will be with us. We'll be talking about honest money, as always. I got an incredible guest coming up here in a few minutes. But in the meantime, yesterday's broadcast, we had on um, Daniel Stebbs. He's the executive director of the American Police Officers Alliance. Unite. Engage, defend. Yeah, pretty cool stuff in my opinion. Um, AmericanPoliceOfficersAlliance.com is their website. Uh, and we talked about all kinds of topics, one of them being Maricopa County Judge, I guess he's Superior Court Judge Peter Thompson, threw out or dismissed Carrie Lake's lawsuit against the stolen 2020 midterm elections. Yeah, following a three-day trial exposing all kinds of election misconduct, misconduct and fraudulent ballot handling, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, at least 270,000 ballots, I guess, were uh, approved in less than three seconds. How can somebody by the law compare in three seconds? The judge just didn't really care. It's the situation where in America we have two groups of people. Some would say it's Republican, Democrat. I disagree with that. It's the enemies of liberty and the friends of liberty. Right? Really, I'm going to call them the kingmen and the freemen to kind of give you some guidance on this. Look, the law says you've got to compare the signatures. They're claiming in less than three seconds per signature 
thousands upon thousands of signatures right after one after another that you can actually adequately compare. And when she says you can't, they're saying there's no law rule of how many seconds it has to be to compare. The fact is they did compare, says the judge. But Carrie Lake's attorney, Kurt Olson, told the court 11 of the signature verification workers approved 170,000 signatures at a rate of less than 2.9 seconds with a 99.7 quote percent approval rate. 99.7% approval rating, 11 people, 170,000 signatures. It's not even possible. 270,000 were verified in less than three seconds each, folks. Think about that. That's just not even doable. The Gateway Pundit reported on days one, two, and three of the trial exposing corruption in the voting system. Carrie Lake, of course, is expected to appeal this ruling, and uh, they hopefully believe this will go all the way to the Arizona Supreme Court. Now, I look at that, and I just go, what on earth is going on, right? I mean, it is just shocking. All right, Alex Spicer is with me, ladies and gentlemen. He's a social media expert, a marketing expert by trade, by day, if you will. He is the Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association, Kentucky State Director. He's also a podcaster in his own right. Alex, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Thank you for having me, Sam. So did you hear this? Uh, in the Maricopa County fraud election case, Carrie Lake's attorneys proved that 11 people approved 170,000 ballots less than three seconds each, claiming that they were able to compare signatures. That's a literal impossibility. The judge says she didn't prove to his satisfaction. She didn't meet the bar, he says. So she didn't prove election integrity problems there. Um, but in my mind, if the law says you've got to compare signatures, how does one person... 11 people do 170,000 ballots in less than three seconds each. You can't compare that way. You can't even look at a picture um, with any degree of confidence that way. This is insane. But they, again, shut down another election integrity case saying, oh, everybody's making these claims without evidence. There, Alex, your response. I think uh, this is case in point that, people uh, uh, of the other side who are in power believe they have the cat in the bag. So they, because of their power in the media and their power even in uh, civil governments, they can basically say what they want about uh, about certain circumstances and, and cases, and they can even say there's no real evidence despite the evidence being overwhelming, and then continue to say, well, the burden of proof is, is still upon you and it has not been um, you know, verified. I think I think the greatest uh, evidence of this prior to the uh, the court case here is actually that Katie Hobbs, her uh, the the one who uh, went against Carrie Lake, Katie Hobbs went the Joe Biden route of running for governor. She knew that hey, 
all I have to do is stay in my basement, not campaign at all, because I already have uh, some things put in place to have this, uh, have the cat in the bag, so to speak. So I think that's that that's the greatest um, proof there, and the fact that the uh, the judge is seemingly unconvinced despite this overwhelming evidence. I think that's that just continues to show that there's there is someone pulling strings here, right? That there's a powers beyond the, the free people of America, the free people of Arizona. And uh, that's very, very disconcerting to me. Think about 170,000 signatures by 11 so-called verifiers. Uh, you divide that, and I don't know how much you get, but it's like 15,000 apiece. 15 times 11 is what? 15,000 times 11. Yeah. Um, you know, it's almost 170,000. I'm just making the math quick and easy. But 15,000 signatures could you, and, and I mean, we could just ask anybody in the country. Somebody, you know how those guys walk around and do polls? Um, yeah. Just on the street kind of polls. Somebody needs to do that. Could you verify, Alex, and you're, you're an IT guy. Uh, you're an analytics guy. You're a media guy. You're a social networking guy. Uh, very talented in your own right. N none of this technology intimidates Alex Spicer. Um if you were to look at those signatures, three seconds apiece, just say, um, and you got to compare that with whatever you're comparing to, to you know, verify the signature, you've got 15,000 of them, three seconds apiece. Could you even concentrate consistently enough to get that done after, say, you know, maybe 500, even if, even if you were able to compare that quickly? I mean, can you even keep focus? No, no, there's, there's no, no possible way. I mean, the, the amount of human error uh, that would occur um, <laughs> from ballot to ballot is, would just, it is astronomically high. It is impossible for someone to actually say that that was accomplished. It is a human feat that is beyond uh, capability. All right, it's 15,400 and something signatures, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I'm using 15,000 for my logic for a second. I want you to help me with this, Alex. If I have 15,000 ballots, and I'm gonna do it in three seconds a piece, then I gotta times that by three. That's 45,000 seconds, right? Yep. 45,000 seconds um, divided by 60 seconds would give me minutes, right? Yeah, 750 minutes. <laughs> 750 minutes divided by 60 again to get hours, right? Yeah. Divided by 60. 12 and a half hours. 12 and a like... half hours. <laughs> now listen to me. Even if you take breaks and do a thousand at a time, now you're looking at basically 12 and a half hours. Just say it's 15 hours because let's say you get a couple of breaks or whatever else. You're going to do a thousand signatures an hour, right? Yep. Um, I'm not even confident that you can focus and compare even a hundred of those signatures. If a thousand an hour, <laughs> it's, folks, yeah. this is insanity. But yet the judge says that Carrie Lake did not have any proof to what she says, never disputing these facts that are in court. But yet, the facts are, Carrie didn't rise to the bar, she lost. Facts are facts, and there's no election fraud. The criminals are running the asylum, ladies and gentlemen. Hang tight, Alex Spicer and Sam Bushman.
Looking for an radio. IT partner that truly understands your needs? Managed IT Services is the answer. We meet with you regularly to discuss your goals and form a tailored technology plan. Our customers have called us a trusted advisor who delivers. When it comes to IT, we do it all. Firewalls, cloud storage, server migration, and more. Say goodbye to long-term contracts and hello to a team that earns your business month after month. Call 801-706-6980 now and let Managed IT Services transform your IT experience. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. In Message 1, we said that Satan, the father of lies, John 8.44, gave the left evil, spiritual power the more they used the lies. The political left today is the beast. Now the Bible confirms that the dragon gave him, the beast, his power. Revelation 13.2 The extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted. It also explains why American capitalists support communism in the 21st century. Note 1. That behavior of capitalists was predicted by Vladimir Lenin, a cell of the beast. Note 2. Henry Ford was a capitalist, and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present-day, end-time capitalists is that Ford was born and educated in the Kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the New Jerusalem, Revelation 21. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Alex Spicer, together talking election integrity issues. Uh, I look at this thing, and I just can't even comprehend. I just don't know how to respond to all this, um, Alex. They're saying that even though the evidence is there, they're not even debating the details in court that this is the case. They're just simply saying, hey, there's nothing here. And I look at this. And I really honestly can't even comprehend what we're discussing. We're to a point uh, in America, Alex, where we just simply um, cannot even agree on facts. We're so divided that we can't even agree. You know what? Somebody says the sun's coming up today. And people with massive sunburns are going, you're lying. There's no sun. There's no sun. And really, before you go on. Really, though, the Son of God is kind of the real discussion. There are those who believe in God, and he's in control of the universe. And there's others who don't believe in God, and they say, literally, there's no Son of God, Jesus Christ. Okay? Uh, the comparison is not lost on me. This is fascinating how blatant we can't even agree on basic fundamental givens anymore. Alex? Yeah, actually, what you were saying made me think that Everyone, uh, so we disagree, and and everyone's really trying to come from a place of authority, especially the left. They're trying to they're trying to basically convince everyone to believe them, regardless of facts and reason, uh, that they ought to be trusted because of their place of authority. And for them, their place of authority comes from whether it could be science or it is the government, right? It, it is things that are not God. 
And that's why we have this big problem in America, because once we threw God out the window, human beings, we, we can't live without seeking a higher authority. We need a higher authority, especially a higher moral authority, in order for us to make our decisions. And so uh, for, for people, especially on the left or in anyone else who abandons God, lying isn't lying so long as the, the authority that you uh, subscribe to says it's okay. So, for example, facts are not facts. Uh, if uh, if the higher authority that you subscribe to says those aren't facts or, or to ignore them. And that's what we have here. The left always refers to the government as its highest moral authority and its highest level of authority for anything. So that's why facts don't matter. Uh, these these cases, these court cases won't matter. Votes don't even matter because they get to decide what is right, what is wrong, and what the outcomes are. Uh, even if they have to do it in a you know um, in a, a tricky sort of way, they believe that we ought to just go along because well they are the ultimate authority behind all this. And those of us who have moral consciences, we subscribe to God. So we believe that there there are um, moral boundaries to actions, and that that you can reason and conclude different uh, outcomes. Because in the end, right, the the fabric that holds you together is that you're all children of God and that you're all citizens of one country. Well, we also see that those two things have been eroded drastically to where now I I really do worry that because of this, the good and righteous people they'll have no choice but to separate in some way, whatever way that could mean uh, from these people who want to oppress them because they will subscribe to no other authority. They do not recognize their fellow man as as children of God uh, having equal rights, nor as fellow uh, countrymen deserving equal privileges. Now this class separation of those who believe God Almighty is in charge and His Son Jesus Christ is our Savior, those who base our moral code on the Ten Commandments and on God's law, and government serves at the pleasure of the people who are sovereign under God, and the government derives its just power from the consent of the governed, that's one group, that's us, versus those who simply say there is no moral code, they don't believe in God, it's a communist, um, godless, um, reference point, whatever you want to call it, worldview, uh, and they subscribe to their own moral code. So here's an example. If I make a statement, Joe Biden makes a statement. My statement's true. His statement's a lie. Or his statement's true and my statement's a lie. It all depends on if you're in the godless or the godly camp on which one's the truth of the lie. The problem is now the government is being weaponized against we, the people, to say, look, it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter millennia of history. None of that matters at all because you know what? We're going to just flat out say that Sam is the liar. In other words, the God-fearing view is the lie, and the truth is uh, swallowed up in the lie, all right? For example, they claim with this January 6th thing, okay? So the election's one thing. It doesn't matter the evidence. They just claim otherwise and shut us down. Okay, then take January 6th. The government says, hey, Trump and all the bad guys, anybody who believes in Trump caused an, uh, an insurrection. Literally, um, you know what? Created a insurrection at the Capitol. But we now have evidence from video that they, the government literally shot people in the face. 
There was a few rowdy characters, but for the most part, it was manageable and very peaceful until the government started shooting people in the face with incendiary devices. You can literally watch the moment when cops start firing at January 6th protesters, okay? But the government just says, hey, none of that matters. So the evidence, again, the government created this um, this uh, melee, whatever you want to call it, at the Capitol. Okay? Now, if you don't believe that, if you say, well, I don't believe my lion eyes, then you take this fact. FBI improperly surveilled Americans 278,000 times in 2021 alone targeting political donors, protesters, court filings now reveal. Candace Hathaway, the blaze, okay? Now you're talking about court filings. This is in court. But now we can't even debate January 6th, much less the elections, and determine who was the bad guy here. The evidence points to there was a few bad actors. Most people were peaceful. The government played provocateur and ratcheted this up to a melee at the Capitol. I don't want to call it an insurrection, but to a, a, literally an anarch, anarchy kind of capitalist uh, event. Meanwhile, we can't even have a debate on gun control. The supreme law of the land, the godly approach, says, hey, your right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, Alex. There's no debating that. But yet Democratic Colorado Governor uh, Jared Polies is his name, signed four new gun control bills. They're strengthening red flag laws, and they're creating measures to restrict gun purchases and putting new legal liabilities on the gun industry. Okay, there's a bill to raise the minimum age to 21 to buy a gun. Another bill that would make firearm purchases, literally. Um, you have to wait three more days to get your stuff. A third bill expands the list of people who can't have guns or the list of people who uh, can put you on a list who can't have guns. I determine Alex is a threat. I'm a family member. I'm a cop. I'm a psychologist. I'm a, they expanded that list where I can literally put your name in. And if the government says so, then you can't have a gun, Alex, or vice versa. Um, so we can't even debate the gun issue anymore because we say, well, we have a right to keep and bear arms. That shall not be infringed. And they say, you're lying. That's fake news. We can restrict guns all we want to. <laughs> this is just insanity, Alex. There's not a single topic that we don't have this monumental godly versus godless divide. What? So when I think about uh, this abandonment of fundamental rights uh, as um, deep, as outlined in the Bill of Rights in the Constitution, and how you know, th those those become less and less meaningful. Uh, as time goes on, it, it entirely comes down to the fact that, as the founding fathers would put it, the the manners of the people are have become corrupted, and, and that means that we no longer know left from right. We no lo no longer know right from wrong, and the ultimate greatest threat to any government, especially our government, is to have an ideology, a, a belief, a religion that is not part of the state. And uh, that, that's been known since the Founding Fathers. They made that very clear, which is why they, they were so adamant that the people had to be um, religious and moral. They needed the Bible in the schools. And even, even the most, uh, some of the most evil people in history 
uh, such as Stalin and Lenin and even Hitler, they even knew that the only way they could uh, they could truly uh, take over the people and get people to follow and believe them and keep in line is if they get them to abandon the religion. And they pointed out uh, Christianity was one of the main things they wanted to get rid of to accomplish that end. Well, that's exactly what we're seeing, even though it may not be directly said in some ways, it, it, is, being, it is happening in America now. And so, yeah, you're not going to have the right to bear arms to protect yourself, etc. If they don't believe that you have the right to defend yourself because your belief system's off, right? You believe weird things. You ought to subscribe to what we're doing because we're going to keep you safe, right? Once your once your beliefs are questioned, then so are your rights. AlexSpicer.com for his incredible website for his own talk show, ladies and gentlemen. He's a professional, successful social media expert consultant. Quick pause. More on Liberty Roundtable in seconds. Pursuing Liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News. I'm Lance Pry. Florida GOP Governor Ron DeSantis will reportedly launch his presidential bid with Elon Musk on Twitter. DeSantis' wife Casey shared a teaser trailer for the campaign launch. They call it faith because in the face of darkness, you can see that brighter future. A faith that our best days lay ahead of us. Must tease the event calling it quite an announcement with an unscripted Q&A to follow the announcement. Investigations are underway as 60,000 pounds of toxic ammonium nitrate have been reported missing while being transported by train from Wyoming to California. Ammonium nitrate is the chemical that was used in the Oklahoma City bombing in 1995. That terrorist attack killed 168 people, including 19 children. Manufacturer Dino Noble speculated that the chemical had fallen from the train car during its two-week transit to a rail siding at about 30 miles from the town of Mojave in eastern Kern County, California. The White House is backing off talks of using the 14th Amendment to skirt lawmakers' attempts to increase the national debt and avoid a default. The White House continues to entertain House Republican lawmakers for talks over their proposed budget that slashes U.S. spending for key agencies and advances policy priorities that Democrats have called unacceptable. Late Tuesday, Republican negotiators released a report saying the two sides still remained far apart. The 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution says the validity of the nation's credit cannot be brought into question. Meantime, a debt default deadline looms in early June. I'm Ryan Daniels. The last instance of a default took place during the Great Depression in 1933 when the state of Arkansas defaulted on its highway bonds, which had long-lasting consequences for the state. Thanks for listening. We are USA News. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, poor candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now they're SkyRizzy. Rizenkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months. And SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand. Nothing on my skin. That's my new play. Don't use if allergic to Skyrizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. 
With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. So we can't agree on even basic fundamentals anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, let me give you some examples. The uh, um, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, BATF, has no constitutional authority to even exist, much less authority to define what's legal and not regarding firearms. Okay, they don't have any authority for warrantless surveillance. They violate due process. Okay, they don't have any authority in this, but we can't even debate. We're just going to fund this thing. Even the Republicans are funding it every single uh, congressional session. Now, Sheriff Bob Songer of Washington, Cluckatech County, Washington, our dear friend and CSPOA sheriff, says it's the intention to completely disarm us. The American people are going willingly like a lamb to the slaughter, Alex. I've... Uh... So to completely disarm us, I think is is uh, has always been the goal, right? And the fact that they're now being open about it, this is just another. I, I I don't like to sound like a broken record, but this is just another way that shows us that they really feel like they've got the cat in the bag. And if we really want to turn this around and make this different, we are really going to have to organize as a people. We we can't just try to be individuals acting on our own because that's how they get us. That's how they suppress us. We're going to have to organize as a people to, uh, to fight against this, you know, and, and that I think that one of the best organizations for that is actually the CSPOA because that is, that is fighting against tyranny through the governmental means that we have in place, right? Th- through a, a legal and good process, but it's going to take even more um, uh, resistance in other ways as well, but it, it, we will never be successful unless we fight against it because if they feel so secure in announcing what they're doing, that they have this cat in the bag, so to speak, that means we're pretty close to being controlled in very, very awful ways. And that's that That really, really scares me. I agree 100%. I don't know what to do about it, though. And we say, well, the American people have just got to be engaged. I agree with that. The problem is Americans who engage are in trouble. Look at Carrie Lake running for office. She loses. She tries to go to the courts for a redress of grievance. Wow. Just shut down, mocked, and fined. All right? Uh, We go and look at um, January 6th. You know what? People went to peacefully say, look, we believe there's election integrity problems. We want Congress to review this. That's their obligation. That's their duty. They go there. Government creates an insurrection. We even have video proving when they escalated this thing, shooting people in the face with incendiary devices. All right, then it went off the rails. The government's primarily responsible for that, but no, they blame it on the people. Uh, they say even if, if you, Sam Bushman, are kind to them and suggest it wasn't their fault, now you're guilty too, you're part of it, which is an absolute lie. Um, where do you go with this? In Arizona, at least 70,000 Ballots were not properly even verified in accordance with Arizona law. We're saying the election needs to be set aside over this. They're saying, hey, tough beans. We're going to commit fraud in your face, and there's nothing you can do about it. 
All right? It's so bad, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to me. We can't even agree on what a woman is. We cannot agree um, who needs tampons. I kid you not, Lake Ridge, Oregon, Alex. There's a high school there in Lake Ridge, Oregon. And I guess what happened is they put tampon dispensers up in the boys' bathroom. All right? The boys, the teenagers are so sick of it, they're ripping the dispensers off the walls in the bathroom and throwing the dispensers in the toilet. Dailycaller.com is the source if you don't believe me. And now the school is begging the boys, please don't be so wild. Please be gentle. Understand that boys who think they're girls need tampon dispensers in the boys' bathroom. And the boys are going, this is garbage. We're done with it. Now, it's vandalism, and so I'm not really for it. At the same time, Richard Mack, who was with me yesterday, brought up this point. You know what? It's nothing different than throwing the tea in the Boston Harbor. Uh, this is a, 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 akin. I have to agree. But where do we go with all this? What's going to happen in America? Because the divide seems to be escalating, not de-escalating, Alex. I think uh, that is a very appropriate point to say that it is like throwing tea in the harbor. Um, the, <laughs> the, the question that does come to mind is, Okay, but then what next, right? Uh, how, how many more, so to speak, Boston Tea Parties are we going to create and for what outcome? It, see, you had, uh, back in that time, you had people who at the time were protesting with the belief that they could get the government to eventually believe them. But while they were doing so, they were organizing. You had the Sons of Liberty, and eventually they had the, the uh, Continental Congress take place where they began to discuss uh, other options because they were not being listened to and right now because that is part of our history and because knowing that part of your history and that uh, kind of that route of, of addressing grievances is is considered white supremacy and considered terrorism by our government I think uh, I, th I think that the next best thing that can be done is um, we need churches to band together and where we where we make a very uh, a very large uh, movement and step forward for moral causes, and and take up the moral issue because what we've what we've neglected to do all this time, and I believe this is a big contributing factor to why we are where we are at, why we don't even know what a woman is anymore, why they put tampons in boys' bathrooms, is because the good Christian, good uh, religious people did not take up the moral issue, and we elected people. Uh, you know, and let's say primarily Republicans who also failed to do so on our behalf, and they they tried to go the go a different route, and obviously that that led to a abysmal failure. America has been truly failed, and I think we really must have churches come together, and where people now start, uh, you, you become you become strong as a movement, you become formidable in numbers. And I think that's the the government will have to recognize that. And we, if you have good local governments, uh, you know, at your city level, but even at the state level, that are formidable, then the federal government is less encroaching. They're also less impending, and we can start making changes now. Whether or not those changes can occur at the federal level, I have very uh, big doubts there. However, if you can create, let's say, free states, I, I'm almost thinking. You know that's what's going to have to happen is that you're going to have free states that ultimately ignore the federal government for the most part because it's off the rails. 
I look at this, and I don't know where we go with this, because on one hand, we want to be peaceful. On one hand, you know, we don't want to vandalize. We want to respect private property rights or even public property. You know, we don't want to be destructive. That's not our nature as conservatives. But at the same time, what can we do to push back anytime we do anything else? We just get in trouble. We're guilty. We're, you know, we got to defend ourselves. I even speak out about this, and I'm subject liable for a lawsuit. The lawsuits don't work when we try to sue the bad guys, but when they try to sue us, somehow we get penalized. Somehow it goes south, right? Now, there's an, a, a message that a, uh, that a guy wants me to read on the air, and I read it for him. It's a live read. It says this. My name is Christian Knuckles. Donald Trump is God's man evidence he is being persecuted for righteousness sake matthew 5:10. desantis is god's man fighting the beast at disney walt disney was god's man look how the beast swarmed to buy disney upon walt's death they turned walt disney incorporated into the whore of babylon they turned the new jerusalem america into the mystery babylon revelations 12 a message from christ kingdom ministries brought to you by confederatechurchofchrist.com now alex it's hard to argue that he's wrong i i was actually pretty surprised at how how much i agreed <laughs> with that you're right i was expecting to be like okay this is going to be probably a crazy statement but those are pretty accurate um and what's I, interesting I think... is whether we believe that that trump or desantis or these people are god's men or not the point is being made that look a godless cabal is taking over, and there are people trying to fight it. Now, you can say, well, DeSantis isn't true, or Trump isn't true, or they're not fighting it in the way that I would, or this or that. You can say whatever you want, but it's, it, you have to start to say it's true. DeSantis, Trump, all these people, for the most part, in many, 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 many ways, are on our side in this battle. They're not on the other side. They're not the ones putting tampons in boys' bathrooms. They're not the ones denying your right to guns. They're not the... And so I, I find myself, even though I, I don't know how true blue some of these people are in some ways, I can't argue with the point at all, as you point out. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I think you probably can't argue with the point, Sam, because you, you're, a, you're a bigot. Where's your kindness? Can't you just be kind and let people live the way they want to live and, and enforce these things upon us? I mean, they're just, they love us. We should love them. <laughs> of course, I'm being facetious, but like that's, that, that's what uh, comes to mind is that uh, a lot of us are too afraid to do what's right because we're afraid of coming off as mean. And sometimes, you know, truth is harsh not mean roger that couple of good news pieces as we round out this hour final segment in seconds with alex spicer why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less anybody ever had less money this year than you had last anybody better having a one percent pay cut you deal with it that's what government needs a one percent pay cut if you take a one percent pay cut across the board you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief but nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, 
I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000 year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Back with you live, Sam Bushman talking to Alex Spicer, a professional, successful social media consultant, marketing relationships that last. His website for this, gtmguys.com. G, golf, T, tango, M, Mary, gtmguys.com. He's also author of The Alex Spicer Show, A Moral and Religious Perspective. Yeah, alexspicer.com to check that out. But I look at this thing, and I think this is becoming more and more evident that it's the war in heaven continued on the earth, ladies and gentlemen. It is godless versus godly, truth versus error, right versus wrong. And they say even the very elect will be deceived. This kind of highlights what we're talking about. Let me give you an example to make the point. Let me give you a headline. I don't know if you know the context of this or not, but I want to give you a headline and see what you think. Ready? Tennessee to abolish police oversight boards in major cities. Now, that headline leaves a lot to wonder about. Tennessee to abolish police oversight boards in major cities. What do you say to this one, Alex? Good, bad? You know, I I would say... What what was the what role were was the oversight boards playing? Well, right? I'm leaving out context on purpose because that's what muddies the water, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think I know that previously Tennessee, you know, they used to, um, they've been going, they've been doing a lot of liberal things and including defunding police. I think it was out in Memphis or Nashville and paying reparations to uh, color, you know, the colored uh, uh, Americans and so now now I'm like, okay, well, what what By was the, way, the role black of the color? Just wondering. Committee? So what is black a color? That's a good question. <laughs> white a color? Yeah, uh, isn't it uh, black? Yeah, or yeah. is all the colors put together, and white is the lack thereof, or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Huh. It's an interesting debate, ladies and gentlemen, about colored. I think if you study colors, you'll kind of get some strange conclusions on that. But I digress. I, I bring this up though to say, look, that headline is very. Um, it's meant well, but here's the problem. So we support oversight boards, okay? But what happens is you get this oversight board, and you give them authority, like they can subpoena evidence. They can do all these different things, and what happens is you blur the checks and balances in America. 
So we're against this, um, meaning these boards have these authorities that obliterate checks and balances. Um, because these boards have run off the rails, and as you wisely point out, they're liberal bastions. They're crazy. They want to defund cops, and, and the cops are the bad guy in the room all the time, uh, etc. Um, these boards have become um, problematic. So we celebrate the abolition of these boards, or at least the abolition of the, quote, governmental power they've been given. They're not a government agency. Uh, they're a third-party oversight board by supposedly citizens, which at first glance sounds good. But because of the power and the authority they've been given that obliterate due process, checks and balances, they have all kinds of power that they ought not have uh, that normally belong in different branches of government with checks and balances, that all, that's all obliterated in these. And so, see, without the, the nuanced discussion, I can't even tell you if I'm for or against them. See, and this is where a lot of the deception is coming from, where people are deceived. They're like, well, Sam, why wouldn't you be for an oversight board for crying out loud? They need oversight. They're out of control. You're right. Then somebody else says, Sam, you got to get rid of these. They obliterate the checks and balances and they violate due process. You're right. All that's true. But they keep these divides happening through vague um, uh, misrepresentation, et cetera, et cetera. And this is the problem. Are you for the cops or against the cops? See? Well, I'm both. I'm against bad apple cops, but I'm for the proper policing of due process and the rule of law and de-escalation tactics. Absolutely. Um, Richard Mack was with me yesterday, along with Mark Fincham was with me as well. And we literally talked about all these things. It's very hard to get people's arms around what matters in the truth. Without long-form talk shows, sound bites just destroy the narrative. Destroy the truth. Destroy context that, that provide clarity, Alex. I think um, it, it, makes, it makes me think of you know, having these oversight committees. You know, Basically, you set up additional um, uh, opportunities where groups of people can manipulate power within government at any level uh, to, to accomplish, uh, I think, what I believe to be our evil means. It reminds me a lot of like a people people want they they will support this initially because they may see bad actors let's say you know in the police force so they want the oversight committee but that's like having uh you know a bad child and you want the child to do well and they keep breaking the rules so instead of breaking the rules now you have to kind of uh be a helicopter parent and follow them everywhere right well the police are not our children so in the case of if there's corruption and bad things happening the better thing to do is to fire right fire the bad bring in better right adjust those processes but the second you elect to have a group that, that oversees everything else it it sounds like a great idea but ultimately you become like an overbearing parent a helicopter parent it's never a positive thing it always ends up turning into something worse and especially in terms of government it ends up like you like, like you had already said it disrupts the checks and balances and i think people need to look more into uh qualifying people by their character and being very strict on that as opposed to always giving the government a little more power a little more uh you know uh money and, and opportunity to to do this or that for the good of the people because in the in the end they don't ultimately do that much good there you have it ladies and gentlemen ron paul wrote an incredible column about about gun control i know i'm in a way all over the map but not really because we're talking about this divide that has so many touch points, it's not even funny. Ron Paul, quote, the gun control debate. Listen, the gun control debate 
ignores the root causes of rising violence, which is a symptom of the decline of traditional morality, which has been replaced with a nihilistic philosophy that denies moral law and natural rights. Ron Paul is so right, is so spot on, right? The United States has been destroyed by criminal elites, ruling criminal elites. The Democrats are watering down through this border. That's another battle where they've split sides entirely. They're watering down our culture. The white majority is being watered down with Hispanic and black immigrants. Their goal to destroy America's values. You see, these people don't understand liberty. It's not that they're bad people because of their color, but they're using color or race as a wedge. And they're using those who are of, you know, different colors uh, and saying, hey, bring them in, let them vote. Doesn't matter if they're um, illegal or not or what. The problem is these people don't have experience with the proper role of government. These people don't have an understanding of the rule of law, the separation of powers, the checks and balances, due process, right? And so we have a problem, folks. This is serious business. If ever there was a time for the federal government and at state levels for the nullification of unconstitutional government edicts coming out of Washington and your given state, the time is now, Alex. You know, um, that article you had brought up by Ron Paul, he he makes, uh, I think, points that need to be reiterated and very clearly, especially for your audience. Um, it is like if especially for anyone who may be on the fence about uh, what uh, what we should promote or what we should demand of our government. Um, he says here, uh, or the article says, and has some quotes from him. It says, while government uh, can undermine morality, it cannot promote virtue. Any attempt to use government power to make people good will inevitably result in tyranny. And that's what, that's what this all comes down to. If we want the people to be more virtuous, more moral, um, and, uh, and better, including the immigrants coming in here, right? Like with, when you have people like that with that sort of intention, they already have, um, have a standard, have, have a moral um, compass that is opposed to ours and opposed to, I would say, even the Bible. Um, and if we want people to be good, if we want these people to be good, instead of reaching out to the government, which which allows uh, this sort of insurrection to happen, or I should say uh, um, invasion to happen, we need to look to us to... Um, to change those not only in power, but also those who come in here, we need a lot more missionary efforts. This may sound a little bit hokey pokey or, or, or even, you know, <laughs> silly, but truly the only way we can get people to become better, including those who are here uh, purposely to hurt us, is to change their hearts. I believe the only way we can change their hearts and to make them more virtuous and less inclined to do the evil that they have been uh, placed here for is to give them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, we have to have that sort of a focus because we can't rely upon our government to protect us from them because the government wants them in here. They clearly let them in, and, and that is for a purpose to overrun the, uh, the righteous and moral people of this nation. And so I think we, we do need to find a way to change hearts through the greatest power, more powerful than pen, 
than a sword or anything else, and that is Christ's power through his word. Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. It's always a good guy with a gun that stops a bad guy with a gun. That's a truth you need to understand. Riverton, Utah, there's the mayor there. He's sick of it. He can't take it anymore. His name is Trent Staggs, and he's seeking to unseat Senator Mitt Romney in Utah right now for 2024. That's a piece of phenomenal news, in my opinion. And the second piece of good news is that Arkansas becomes the next state to recognize gold and silver as legal tender. Two good news pieces to round out the hour. Alex? I think that's uh, that's fantastic that Arkansas is doing that. But what, um, going to the first uh, article that you mentioned you know, about uh, Trent Staggs going against Mitt Romney, I think this is this is long overdue, <laughs> and, and we need this to happen. Uh, my concern, though, is um, because of the way Mitt is so um, self righteous and and uses his religion upon his sleeve to to garner votes from. Uh, from members of his faith, which primarily, you know, a lot of them live in Utah and vote for him. Uh, we're going to, we're going to see a, a major clash because I'm pretty sure Trent Staggs himself is also of the same faith. Um, and we're going to see a, a, a big clash here in terms of how, how do you talk about faith without coming off as uh, unrighteous or self-righteous or even manipulative. And I'm hoping though, that this will actually cause some people to have a, a, a visceral reaction, kind of emotionally vomit against Mitt Romney for, for doing this, because he does it all the time. And I think once you have someone opposing him and can call him out uh, on these on the bad things he's done wrong, but also on his manipulation of people of faith, I think this actually could be a very, very good thing. And, I, and I'm actually very excited for it. Amen to that, Alex Spicer's spot on, ladies and gentlemen. Alex Spicer, social media expert consultant. It's his job to be the eyes and ears of your media. You want help to learn more? The website, Alex? GTMguys.com. GTMguys.com. Check that out. Hour one in the can. Hopefully, Alex will stay with us second hour. I've got a bunch of incredible topics we got to discuss. We'll do it all. Hour one of the can, hour two coming up. LibertyRoundtable.com. Donate liberally, would you please? LovingLiberty.net, our nationally syndicated partner. Uh, donate to them as well. LovingLiberty.net. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use for May 24th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is our two of two continues on your radio. Hard-hitting talk with Sam Bushman and... Our incredible co-host slash guest today, Alex Spicer. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the only notes I have for last hour, by the way, are this. I tell you about Alex Spicer. 
tell you about his professional social media consulting, marketing relationships that last, gtmguys.com. And we talk about the Alex Spicer Show. It's a podcast, a moral and religious perspective. And um, the only headline I have for the whole last hour, we covered a ton of topics, but the only headline I have for the whole hour, Alex, is this. And I want to get your take on it, then we'll move on. The battle lines are drawn. Do you know where you stand? And that's really the discussion point of the whole last hour, right? Absolutely. In fact, um, really, uh, that's what we've been trying to decipher uh, in the last uh, last hour in our conversation was where where is this line drawn and where do we go from here, right? If you don't know where you stand, you will never know how to assemble. Or if you don't know where you stand, you won't know where to go. And I think we're at a point where uh, we need to dis- we need to discern that quickly and then come running. Amen to that. In fact, Ezra Tapp Benson, former Secretary of Agriculture in the Eisenhower administration back in the day, talked about, you know what, if you don't know where you stand, if you don't stand for something, you're going to be in the middle of the road getting hit by traffic going both directions because you're confused. Uh, the scriptures say, you know what, halt you between two opinions or whatever. If you're stuck there, or they talk about, you know what, lukewarm, God hates that, right? Well, the reason that I bring that this up is because you've got to use some guidance for where you stand. What are your governing values? Do you just run around all confused where the wind blows? Or do you have kind of a better plan than that? Well, I uh, was on with Lowell Nelson the other day, and he brought up Georgia Congressman Paul Brown. And he said this that I think is completely relevant, Alex. He said that he would never vote for a legislative measure unless it meets four tests. Number one, is it moral and good? Is it moral and good? That's number one. Is it constitutional? Number two. Is it good and moral? Is it constitutional? Third one. Do we need it? And can we pay for it? Can we afford it? And those guidelines seemed just phenomenal to me in terms of providing clarity and simplicity for the American people to get guidelines of how do you know? Well, Look, is it moral and good? Right? Is it constitutional? In other words, does it square with the supreme law of our land? The law. Then, hey, can we pay for it? Do we need it? Think about that wisdom and and, and what do you say? And then we'll apply it to this next topic at hand. But what do you think of that first, Alex? I think those are fantastic criteria to measure um, any bill. And and I uh, especially like it, it being asked, you know, is it uh, because it, whether it's moral or not, that's where the debates must happen. That's where they must start before any other consideration. All 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 politicians should be debating the moral uh, right uh, justification for it. But the other part is, is is it constitutional? Can you uh, enact it? Do you have the right to? Because there are boundaries to how the government is supposed to act. And that is often forgotten. In fact, I, I don't think it's even remembered anymore. The, the government seems to be able to do, the legislators seem to be able to do anything that they desire. Um, and you know, can we afford it? 
Oh boy. <laughs> uh, how, how does anyone get through life living like the, the federal government? I, I don't think it's possible for anyone to survive fiscally if they behave like the federal government where, you know, all we have to do is to just raise our debt ceiling. We just uh, continue to spend and spend and not worry about the consequences or the debt that we incur. You know, if we if we really consider that there are costs and, and costs create limitations to, to actions and choices, man, we would be in a much, much better place. Roger that. All right, here's the headline. The AM for Every Vehicle Act. You heard me. The AM for Every Vehicle Act. Have you heard of this, Alex? No, I've never heard of this. What is this? <laughs> All right. Well, you know AM refers to AM radio. Yes. So the AM for Every Vehicle Act is in response. Ford and other companies said, we're not going to put AM radios in the new vehicles. Forget it. It's out. And everybody mm -hmm. began to riot. Congress went ballistic. Everyone went crazy. The importance of AM radio, they say, as a part of the emergency alert system is at the heart of this battle. A bipartisan group of senators introduced legislation. They call it the AM Radio Act, which would mandate that car manufacturers continue to include AM radios in new models without raising prices. Yeah, they say millions of listeners, broadcasters, emergency management officials, they're all calling for the demand, the force of law to put AM radios in every vehicle. It's not only an essential safety feature, but it's a free source of entertainment for anyone to listen to music, news, sports, and entertainment. Too many automakers, they say, are still going in the wrong direction on this. Ford now has reversed themselves with the threat of this legislation. Uh, and the battle lines are drawn, highlighting the role of AM radio as a lifeline for the public, especially during emergencies, they say. But they say this. They say a host of car dealers are still going in the wrong direction on this thing. They say that, uh, let's see, who, who who's... Uh, uh, a host of automakers, including Tesla, BMW, Porsche, Audi, Volvo, and Volkswagen, they've been gradually phasing out AM radios in their electric vehicles um, because they say that there's interference and they can't really fix it very easily. This is insane, Alex. Your thoughts? I... I am very skeptical <laughs> for the reasons they give. I, you know, I, I think that um, there's something more to the story here, and I would really love to see um, wh where the where the thought process process or the decision making began, and where the money behind it started, uh, because this seems extremely um, uh, conspicuous, and. If I you brought up a really good point, right? It is a great place, especially for emergency broadcasting. But also, you think about like there are 
a lot of people, including minority groups, where their main source of listening to news or or uh, music uh, for their for their communities is an AM uh, radio. And as woke as these companies are, I I can't imagine those those uh, reasons didn't to keep AM did not escape them. So what would be the push and the cause for this? Uh, and then on the other hand, because this is where I get a little bit um. Uh, I guess confused because typically uh, the wokeism amongst corporate America will will fall into the clutches of what the government plans to do. But right now we have the government who's willing to you know, work against this. They were passing this law saying, no, no, you must have AM radio. And either there's a great disconnect going on here or there is a great um, uh, hand of providence uh, to quote George Washington, uh, taking place here where we are being saved from being cut off from vital information and communication. I think it is probably more like that because I can't I can't understand why the two would would uh, would fight against each other in this way. Um, however, what I don't want to see is I don't want this to, to become a a, uh, uh, a a bully pulpit basically for the government to fight against uh, or, or to to control. Uh, car manufacturers even more and and to control our economy even more uh but i think this is it's a very good thing for us to stop the eradication of am radio because there is a lot of power that takes place there in fact if i think of some of the greatest um uh liberty uh fighting uh causes and and, and voices in the past three decades they've they've all really been on am radio in fact, I got my uh, initial understanding uh, of this battle and how we could fight this in the news all because of AM radio, ladies and gentlemen. Its significance cannot be underestimated. I agree with that point. But what I want to do is apply Georgia Congressman Paul Brown's advice to this. He said he would never vote for a legislative measure unless it meets four tests. Is it moral and good to mandate that these manufacturers have AM radio. See, I don't think so. No, and the I reason don't I don't think so, think so is is it good to have AM radio? Absolutely. And this is the divide that we're talking about. Americans need guidance on how to deal with these modern issues. Okay, is it good to have radio, AM radio? Absolutely. Is it necessary? Yes. In my opinion. But is it good and moral to mandate it? That's what the act would do. I would say no, it does not pass that test. Is it constitutional to mandate this? Again, I would say no. There's no constitutional provision that says every car, every mode of transportation has to have an AM radio. We'll talk about it more with Alex Spicer on your radio. Fighting for the soul of liberty and true pursuit of happiness for everyone. Freedom Fest 2023 is coming to the home of the blues and birthplace of rock and roll, Memphis, Tennessee, July 12th through 15th. It's the ultimate summit for liberty, educating and empowering through art, music, film, and comedy while promoting economic freedom and highlighting today's political issues. Use promo code ROUND50 to save 50 bucks off the current rate. Reserve your spot at freedomfest.com. See you in Memphis. My name is Christian Knuckles. I prophesy there will be no revival until the church leadership stops lying to the people. I'm the first soldier of the spiritual body of Christ, the Lion of Judah, the Confederate Church of Christ. I'm here to declare the lion will lie down with the lamb when the lying stops. 
a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries and brought to you by confederatechurchofchrist.com. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems, at all times and in all places, is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Alex Spicer and Sam Bushman on your radio. The battle lines are drawn. Do you know where you stand is the question, ladies and gentlemen. And the issues are so complicated. Americans are deceived left and right. They're propagandized. They're indoctrinated to the point where I think it's impossible for people to ferret out these issues. Hey, the AM for Every Vehicle Act. Should the government be able to mandate AM radio in all vehicles? Ford's caved on it. They reversed their position. They were going to get rid of AM radio. And then the government said, well, we might just need to create an act to force you to do it. And then Ford changed their mind. But a host of automakers, including Tesla, BMW, Porsche, Audi, Volvo, Volkswagen, many others are saying, no, we're still going to get rid of AM radios now that a debate says they're going in the wrong direction. But Georgia Congressman Paul Brown gave us a really a four-step litmus test to understand, is it moral and good to mandate that? I don't think so. Is it constitutional to mandate that? No, they don't have authority to mandate. Where does it say you can mandate AM radios being every vehicle or mode of transportation? Do we need it? Well, we need communication, yes, but I don't know that we need AM radio. I mean, when did it come out? In the early 1900s, like 1910 kind of range, 2030, it kind of got rolling? Okay, did we have it for the first 100-plus years of the country? No. Did we do fine? Yes. So we don't need it. Can we pay for it? Well, again, they're going to do it without raising prices, and this is kind of the interesting deal. Um, no, we can't pay for it. Who's going to pay for it? Is government going to subsidize radio in every vehicle? You're going to have a TV in every home, radio in every vehicle for the American people because it's a great entertainment option. Um, it's a safety standard. Look, 97% of Americans have cell phones now. You can get information that way, and you say, well, the government can cut it off. The government can cut off AM and FM radio, too. When I owned a radio station, I owned an AM radio station for a decade. They passed laws while I owned that station that said, look, you got to buy this $4,000 piece of equipment. Put it in your rack. And at any moment, the government can press a button and take over your radio station. It's called the EASE or the Emergency Broadcast System. EASE is what it's called. Okay, look, they can already take over. So if you think it's a way that we can get around government, you're wrong. Okay, so what I find fascinating about this battle is there is a control mechanism happening here. Yes, on one hand, they want to preserve 
AM radio. But what strings will be attached as the bill gets passed? Or what mandates, even if they don't pass a bill, if Ford's going to cave and others are going to cave, what mandates are going to be included? What's the next level for this? And I believe this is a play to control AM radio. Alex? I absolutely believe that is true. Um, it is a catch-22 when you look at uh, trying to use the government to to force the <laughs> uh, these manufacturers to keep AM radio. It just means that they get another foothold in controlling our economy. Uh, being able to people being able to buy cars, own cars, and 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 use that as a piece of their private property for their own desires uh, is very very important. Transportation in that way is vital. I, if you if you start encroaching this way, it'll get to the point eventually where. Uh, the legislators can say, well, okay, now cars must track uh, people and and be able to basically turn off their vehicles and prevent them from driving anywhere if it's during, you know, certain, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When when you have uh, hours hours during the day that they don't want you out, they did that during COVID. I'm, I'm, for, I'm totally blanking on the word. Um, uh, and yeah, on the other um, side, though, oh, sorry, go ahead. Curfews. Curfew. I apologize. I couldn't remember that word. Yeah, curfew. So because once curfews come back, right, or they'll create curfews for certain types of people or certain types of towns that may swing a certain uh, political direction. But then you create this other side where the if you allow um, the the these vehicles to be produced without AM radio, well now people are going to have to buy. A, a, a an additional you know transmitter thing to pick up AM radio, which I want them to do. These these manufacturers have the right to make their own decision, but the best way that they can listen to the people and do what the people want is for the people to demand it, to be vocal, and even to say, "Eh, I'm not going to buy anything," you know, from this year onward uh, until you start putting. Yeah, those I'm in, not going to buy a radio from Ford unless you put it in my vehicle. I'm not going to buy a vehicle from Ford. I'm just not going to do it. I think the court of public opinion is one of the great ways we can deal with this. I don't agree with this emergency. We've got to have government for emergencies in control. Emergencies are when you lose the most rights, ladies and gentlemen. If you give up your liberty for security, you will wind up with neither warn the founding fathers. So I'm not buying this at all. I believe it's a play here. And AM radio is, in my opinion, very valuable. Don't get me wrong. But I don't believe we have any authority to mandate it in vehicles at all, especially without raising the price. Now, all the Ford people need to do is say, look, if you want to buy a car without a radio, it's this price. If you want to buy a car with a, an AM radio in it, it's $100 more. Why? Because it takes us $100 more to isolate everything and put in all the protections so that there's not interference on these new electric vehicles. And there's a simple way around this, and we don't need the government. What they do is create the Hegelian dialectic, the haves and the have-nots in this case. You got an AM radio or you don't. Oh, my gosh, the battle's on. Now the Hegelian dialectic is poor light. Uh, polarized on this and the only answer alex is for government to solve the problem this is the quintessential lie uh, that we deal with look it's very easy all you got to say is look if you want an am radio buy one aftermarket if you want an am radio you know what have it as an option in your car you have all kinds of options in your car do you want a sunroof or not well i believe sunroofs are essential because golly how do you get out of the car if your car's smashed and the doors won't open by golly, if you have a sunroof, you can get out. It's a it's a security safety feature. By heck, everybody's got to have a sunroof, don't you know? See where we go with this kind of psychotic logic? It isn't real. It isn't true. So should we mandate AM radios? Absolutely not. Should the government be in the middle of this? Absolutely not. If I buy a car, it's a private contract. And if they don't want to put an AM radio in it, they don't have to. But they risk the court of public opinion 
they risk sales going to somebody else who will put radios in cars. Uh, but whether AM radio is more important than FM radio is more important than uh, Internet. You know, Internet's more of an essential need now. We're letting government gain, gain control of that to shut it down. They can shut me down on the Internet if they don't like me. And what if I'm bringing to you emergency information that you absolutely need to stop your rights from being taken away? Well, then they shut me down, right? This is just insane, folks, but I want you to be able to ferret through it. Does the government have constitutional authority? No. Do we need it? No, we don't. Is it good? Sure, absolutely. But is it good to mandate it? No. Can we justify it over the importance of emergency broadcasts? I don't think so. They used to have Morris code for emergency broadcasts. Do we need a Morris code device in every car? What about FM radio? What about internet radio? Now, let me tell you a story that I really think relates to this. Believe it or not, when I first got into radio in the early 90s, there was a big problem with AM reception. As you know, it's all staticky. <clears throat> you go under a bridge, it goes out. You Okay, it's, it's just riddled with... And the more electric and the more powerful the electricity is in an engine, the more interference there is. But believe it or not, <clears throat> um, there's a company that came out with technology. And this technology literally... Um, was called Radio Symphony. You probably can't even find anything on the internet about it now. I'll try to look on the break. <clears throat> but it was called Radio Symphony. And what it would do, Alex, is it would receive an analog AM signal, a super, super weak one. It had the ability to provide tremendous audio filtering. And it could get rid of all the background noise, all the hum, all the hiss, all the static, applying these audio filters. And then it could boost that signal that was really low into a usable, clean, killer-sounding signal. It made AM sound better than FM, believe it or not. And they were going to roll out this technology. And they literally came on the radio with me. They had demos of it. I played audio files showing the audio improvement. And they were going to have it out by Christmas. It was going to be incredible. And it was uh, in replace of turning all radio stations digital. And uh, they said, we can roll this out. It won't be too expensive. The broadcasters uh, will need to put something on their end and the, and the stations. And uh, broadcast. I'm sorry, the broadcasters will not need to put anything on their end. But the new radios um, could just be implemented over time. Anybody who wanted a clear signal now could buy it. Over time, it would be rolled out in vehicles and everywhere. It was called Symphony Radio. And literally, it was incredible. And they were going to bring it out. They came on the radio with me, talked about it. We played audio files. It was, like, exciting. I was really excited because I owned a radio station. And I felt like, man, this is going to quadruple, tentuple my listener count. And then all of a sudden, the project got delayed. No reason given. And then eventually, the project got shut down and never got off the ground. And you go, wow. What's up with that? Literally, I've been in the radio business 20, almost 30 years now, and now we have the next salvo in this battle. When we get back, we'll talk about it more with Alex Spicer. Liberty Roundtable Live.
You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. President Biden will mark one year since the Uvalde, Texas school shooting today. Nineteen children and two teachers were killed when a gunman entered Robb Elementary School and opened fire in a fourth grade classroom. The reason for police to not confront the shooter for a large amount of time is still being investigated. The White House says Biden will reiterate his call for Congress to act to help stop gun violence. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is ordering all flags statewide to be lowered to half-staff today, and a moment of silence will take place at 11.30 a.m. Central Time. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has announced he will launch his presidential bid with Elon Musk tonight on Twitter. Musk added this is a first-time ever event, and there will be an unscripted question-and-answer session afterwards. DeSantis and presidential candidate Donald Trump lead the ever-growing GOP field for 2024. Elon Musk. We'll be interviewing Ron DeSantis, and he has quite an announcement to make. GOP national debt negotiators say a significant gap remains between Republicans and Democrats as they discuss raising the debt ceiling. Republican lawmaker Patrick McHenry says the fundamental issue of spending still remains, while Representative Garrett Graves told reporters that until the White House recognizes that it is a spending problem, there will continue to be issues with the negotiations. A bill that would have required all Texas public schools to display the Ten Commandments prominently in every classroom has failed. Yesterday was the last day to approve the bill before the legislative session ends next Monday, and time expired before the Senate House could vote on the Ten Commandments bill. The Texas Senate approved the measure last month. The Final Four in hockey's race for the Stanley Cup playoffs has two teams emerging as dominant forces. Both the Vegas Golden Knights and Florida Panthers lead their best-of-seven series three games to none. Games continue tonight and tomorrow night. USA News. Mornings were made for better things than rheumatoid arthritis or RA. Zeljan's tofacitinib is a pill for adults with moderate to severe RA when tumor necrosis factor blockers did not work well or could not be tolerated. Zeljan's can help relieve joint pain, swelling, and help stop further joint damage. Zeljans can lower your ability to fight infections. Don't start if you have one. Before and during treatment, your doctor should check for infections like TB and do blood tests. Serious, sometimes fatal infections, cancers including lymphoma and lung, blood clots, serious heart-related events, tears in the stomach or intestines, and allergic reactions have happened. People 50 and older with heart disease risk factors have an increased risk of death. Tell your doctor if you've had hepatitis B or C, have flu-like symptoms, are prone to infections, or have ever had a heart attack, stroke, clot, or other heart problems, or swelling of lips, tongue, throat, or hives. Ask your doctor about prescription Zeljans. Visit Zeljans.com or call 1-844-ZELJANS. on your radio, Alex Spicer, Sam Bushman, breaking it down just for you, talking about government out of control. They want to put the AM for Every Vehicle Act, ladies and gentlemen, in place. But, folks, it's out of control. Do you know what the Motorola AM Symphony Radio Project was? Yeah, nobody's heard of this. But I'm telling you right now, I was involved in promoting it before it got absolutely shut down. What do you think of all this, Alex? Uh, You know, 
I feel like anytime there is something good out there that's going to promote liberty, even even in ways that don't seem as um, direct, uh, such as having uh, symphony radio become a, a a really integral part of everyone's everyday experience, uh, it's it gets shut down because it is something that is going to promote you know the freedom of of the of the people and the nation, and I. I know I don't have any evidence to what I'm about to say, but it it would not surprise me if the decisions around this were primarily around, you know, what what uh, around thinking about what are the content creators on you know on AM radio and, and what are they promoting? Oh, you know, we don't we don't really want that to exist, right? Um, you you have you have all sorts of freedom loving individuals and and people who are promoting ideas that are way outside the mainstream. That are good, and once you recognize that, if you are in a position of of power in you know in whether it's government or whether it's in these companies, if you are not for anything conservative, and in fact you see conservative conservatism as a threat to to your ideology and to the way you want America to go, you'll shut it down, and and that's why I'm not surprised that it got shut down because that that very well may have been a a major cause for for that taking place all right ladies and gentlemen let me tell you what to look for so you can find this because it's almost a hundred percent 1984 scrubbed from the internet all right do you know what the motorola that was the company this is no slouch uh in the radio business motorola do you know what the motorola am symphony radio project was okay it got shut down but here's how you can find it look for motorola's Symphony Digital Radio Chipset it says it delivers breakthrough in AM, FM reception and performance. It got absolutely, completely scrapped. And it was the answer, ladies and gentlemen. It would make AM radio stations revitalized. In other words, uh, right now, hardly anybody listens to AM radio. The audio sucks. It's so staticky and unusable in your house, uh, in your car most of the time, okay? But you know what? If they would put this chipset in, this software, it would literally take a low signal, clean it up, incredible, and boost it up and then play it back to make it very simple. It was incredible, but it got absolutely shut down. Yeah, they said Christmas 2003 radios will receive more stations and sound notably better than current AMFM radio sounds. Yeah, you want to improve sound? It was supposed to compete with satellite radio at the time. Satellite radio took off. This got squashed. Yeah, Urgent Communications Administrator wrote this. October 2002. That's when I was covering it. That story still exists if you know what to look for. But if you now search for just Symphony Radio, even Motorola Symphony Radio, you won't find it. You'll find Motorola two-way radios. You'll find Radio Symphony. If you want to listen to a full concert on the radio, you can. It's all about symphonies now, not about this project. This project has almost been completely 1984 now, literally a 10-year later. But now we're talking about radio again, right? And, oh, they got to have it. It's essential for you. Well, wouldn't it be essential to take AM radio, boost the, the audio signal, clean it up so it was usable, 
revitalizing AM radio again with new technology? Wouldn't that be just as essential? But they literally squashed it. The question is why and how and who, Alex. When I when I see uh, technologies like this uh, become better, you have to look into who are the competitors. Who who would be um, who who might lose money or be disadvantaged, or whose plans might get disrupted if this goes you know goes to the public. Um, and I think if if I were to do some research behind that, I'm pretty sure I'd find some some pretty clear answers there. It seems like anytime you have um, something new and inventive that's going to come out and, and revolutionize the industry, uh, it's going to be quickly shut down and especially shut down by the power of government because you have um, lobbyists. Uh, it reminds me of uh, this man who found a way to make uh, cars run on water, and uh, and then suddenly. He, you know, he dies mysteriously, and uh, the uh, the patent for it, uh, the technology for it, is all is purchased and then done away with. Like it, it, you can't really do anything with it. It was never utilized at all, and we continue to use the technology that we have. Um, and it, like I said, it comes down to whose whose uh, pockets are going to be disrupted in the process here. There you have it. Anyway, I just find that. Fascinating. If you go look for this article, Motorola's Symphony Digital Radio chipset delivers breakthrough with AM FM reception, uh, increased performance, etc. There are articles about that out on the internet now, but you got to know exactly, exactly what to look for. If I didn't remember Motorola, if I didn't remember the word Symphony, I would have never found it. Okay. But Motorola does no slouch. And if they're going to announce something like that right before Christmas and promise this is a Christmas gift, you can upgrade your radio, make it sound killer, and then come on the radio with us. They had an outreach program in 2002 or whatever talking about this. And then, boom, poof, it was gone. I tried to get a hold of people. Nobody would talk. I was intimately involved in this uh, intended rollout and squash in my radio career. Anyway, I thought I'd bring that to your attention. Again, if you want to look for it, look for Motorola's Symphony Digital Radio Chipset, and you can find little glimpses of it on the Internet, but it went nowhere. All right, J.P. Morgan Chase is in the news, Alex. They announced that it would spend more than $200 million, they call it, to purchase the removal of a massive amount of carbon dioxide from the air in a bid to boost the development of carbon dioxide removal, CDR technology. The massive investment from the largest bank in the U.S. would pull the equivalent of over 800,000 metric tons of CO2 from the air they say it's the second largest effort in history right behind bill gates this investment falls way short of the three million tons of removal by tech giant microsoft uh this is scary because they're not really solving a problem i believe they're creating a greater problem on many fronts alex 
well, you're never going to dump that much money into something unless it's going right back into your pocket with interest. And these are bankers we're talking about. They're, they're, they're very shrewd and they know what they're doing. They're, they have invested and have manipulated even whole governments, uh, even during wars. And so they, they, they are definitely going to make a profit from this. And, and for them to say, oh, you know, we're going to fight, uh, what is it using two hundred million dollars? We're gonna fight uh, like eight hundred thousand metric tons of carbon dioxide. Um, what they really want to do is, uh, if, at least from what I have assessed of of, um, of what I have read on this, is that this is gonna push us towards suppressing particularly um, Western, you know, European and, and American industries that utilize. Uh, um, or that create energy sources that are cheap and effective and really not as damaging as they are purported to be in order to favor uh, energy sources that have more government control because they they like to control government and they definitely have a lot of say in how governments act. And so they can become more uh, part and parcel with this, more hand in hand, then they are going to reap major benefits. So that, that, that is all I'm seeing. I'm seeing dollar signs everywhere. Anyway, I just find this whole thing so fascinating, what's happening in our society, ladies and gentlemen. And when they talk about this technology, the problem that I have with it is several fold. One, they're getting paid, or let me, let me kind of say that, try to explain this lie. They're going to invest in this technology. Because they've invested in this technology, they get credits to pretend they're carbon neutral. So they can spew all the car, you know, the problems in the environment they want to. But as long as they pay the piper for the future via this credit system, then they can claim they're carbon neutral. That is a lie. We'll talk about it in seconds. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then, the more they use the lie, the more they reproduce the lie. The more spiritual power they get. Now look, the media is a lie multiplier. And this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast. That power protects the cells of the beast from prosecution. Why isn't Hillary in prison? She is protected. We must restore our national relationship with God. Truth is sacred in the kingdom. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. Isaiah 9, 6. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? 
please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. J.P. Morgan Chase claims to offset their carbon emissions, but by putting big money into technology to deal with the future, uh, they claim it offsets your carbons. You can kind of pay to play. So poor people are uh, the, the violators. The rich people can just go ahead and make it go away with cash. It's an absolute lie uh, on top of a lie. The first lie is that ACO2 is a problem. The second lie is that you can somehow trade it away with money. Uh, it's fraudulent, to say the least. Bill Gates guilty of it. Now, J.P. Morgan Chase playing in that field as well. First off, let's talk about that lie, Alex. It's two lies in one. Yeah, so uh, when I think about uh, this this great uh, fight to eradicate carbon, it's, it's so funny because if you talk about, like, what, what is science and being anti-science, this is extremely anti-science. Uh, in many ways, one front is it's anti-science because it doesn't actually follow scientific evidence. Uh, it's anti-science because it, it, it completely ignores the fact that uh, plants, our planet, performs so much better with carbon. In fact, the more carbon you have, the less uh, plants need water in order to uh, grow and also produce fruit, you know, produce crop. So there's a there's a lot of benefits there especially if you want to help places where we are struggling with the amounts of water that we have like Utah like California Arizona um, or even in parts of Africa then you you actually want uh, the earth to have more carbon in the air so things can flourish more abundantly I, I think of that how carbon now is this it, it is this witch hunt where people are striving so hard to prove their righteousness and prove how good they are and, um, and fall in line with this um, religion of environmentalism and, and show that you know, they care about the planet, not, not their fellow man, but they care about the planet because we're going to fight this great evil such as carbon. And just like everything with the left, just like every false religion, that which they make an enemy, whether it's people or, or something like carbon, it is. It ends up being actually something that is, that is good, and that we we don't we don't want we should not misperceive uh, it because uh, it will harm us in the end. So to me, you got these two lies. One is the lie that you know CO two is a problem anyway. The other lie is that they can somehow trade it away with uh, money. That if you just pay enough money, it'll make the problem go away. Or somehow you can claim that you're somehow carbon neutral or whatever. It's not true at all. The more money you have, the greater violator you can be is all it means. But the third lie about this, uh, in my mind, is this. You know, when we start pulling tons of CO2 out of the environment, all right, 3 million tons by Microsoft, um, 800,000 metric tons from um, J.P. Morgan Chase or whatever, when you start tampering with the atmosphere like this alex and you start changing um i don't know what you want to call it the 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 molecules and the air and the at some point you're going to create an imbalance or a manipulated balance of god's ecosystem and you know what the repercussions of that are going to be immense as well we're creating our own climate change 
claims by doing this. We claim that the climate change is a problem. CO2 is guilty. Um, then they want to go ahead and do this. But things will get worse the more they tamper, the more they mess with God. It's like the Tower of Babel modern times. We're going to mess with the, the weather, the elements, and we're going to pull all this CO2 out, claim we're going to better things as if we know better than God. It's out of balance now. We've got to fix it. But on this fix it is the third lie. They're not going to improve anything. They're just going to make greater catastrophes. Maybe the earth needs that much CO2, and it's going to uh, try to replace it, or maybe without it. Uh, problems are going to occur. It's a, this is psychotic, Alex. That third lie that you mentioned is is spot on. And and what what does it ultimately result in? It does result in the loss of our freedoms. Um, that that's always what it results in. Um, because in order for us to uh, you know to, to attack this great evil and um and make ourselves a more righteous nation by, by, you know, getting rid of the carbon, you know, forget about the babies we kill in the womb or anything else we do wrong. Uh, if we get rid of this, then, you know, then we will be righteous. Then we can have heaven on earth, right? The kingdom of God will be with us, but not everyone's going to go along with that. Also, in order for you to get people to, to, you know, re reduce their carbon, which really the only one, Joe Schmo and I, you know, like uh, people like us, to, to reduce our carbon. Those at the top get to produce all the carbon they want because like you said, they have more money, therefore they have, they, they, it's like having indulgences, right? They, they, they have the money to then pay off their sins. And we will be living in squalor. We will, we will lose the technological uh, advantages that allow our lives to be much easier. And, um, and we will definitely lose our voice in in government and in uh in our economy economy because man if we don't align with uh with politicians and policies that push this agenda if we don't buy products that are just you know electric cars etc we will be discriminated against it is insane ladies and gentlemen and the problem is it's coming towards us like a freight train we better turn to God and we better stand up. Okay. The battle lines are drawn. Do you know where you stand? And stand doesn't mean, do you know what you think? It means, are you willing to take action? All right. Last story before the end of the hour. Headline says this California university did not report hundreds of millions of dollars in funding from the communist Chinese government that was used to launch a joint research campus in China, according to the Daily Beast. Between 2014 and 2018, Alex, the University of California, Berkeley, received a $200 million grant or investment from the Chinese Communist government. Yeah. And then basically they're going to put this into a, they call it China's MIT is what it's called, to launch a, quote, joint research facility in Shenzhen, China, known as the, uh, what, how do they call this thing? Singyu Berkeley Shenzhen Institute. What do you say to this? This is insane. They didn't tell the government about it at all. They're in bed with the communist Chinese at some of the biggest universities in America while they squash AM radio. You know, when um, when I consider 
uh, China and, and how much money it pours into our universities, it is no wonder that our kids get indoctrinated with communist pop, uh, propaganda. And I think Ron DeSantis had the right idea. He, he had said not that long ago that, um, that we need to basically restrict China from being able to give any money to any of our universities, get the, you know, get them out of there. They have, they should not be involved at all because all you do is you strengthen ties and you strengthen, um, uh, the, the indoctrin indoctrination camps, you know, these, these courses that they, uh, produce and, and therefore weak in America. And we, we are, we're in China's pocket, especially if our, uh, our institutions are in China's pocket, then our rising generations stand very little chance. There's not that many people out there who are willing to, to tell their kid, Hey, don't go to college or go to a technical school or college and, or, or, or et cetera, avoid going to these places that are going to brainwash you. There's not that many people who are willing to do that because they worry that it will disadvantage their child. And ultimately you end up with a people who are taught by our enemies and therefore uh, you know, America becomes nothing but a, but a puppet um, a nation for for the communist powers of the world. Wow, I don't know how to respond to this, these two stories. You know, we're in bed with the communist Chinese, literally. Uh, what's going to happen to these university? They're in bed with the communist Chinese. By law, they have to disclose the funding they get from these foreign... Uh, well, on one hand, they're our most favored nation trading partner. On the other hand, we're basically saying, look, you can't have TikTok because the communists, um, it's not safe. It's not secure. It's, uh, we could have terrorism. On, you know, this is a problem. And now we got our universities educating our children, the next generation, in bed with the communist Chinese with a joint research lab funded by the communist Chinese. We better wake up. And we better wake up fast, Alex. I um this come when I sorry, let me back up. If we're gonna wake up fast, we need to wake up parents. If we, we went, I like I like how there are there are organizations out there like PragerU and um and Charlie Kirk. So what is it like uh, Right Think or whatever, where they're trying to get the the current uh, youth and the rising generations to wake up, and they're going straight to the universities. But ultimately, the strongest influence in a child's life, in the nation's life, are the parents. Right? We we need mothers. We need more mothers in homes and more fathers that are present. And if these if these uh, greater influencers are given the right tools, such as uh, they, under, they understand history, or, or better yet, they understand religion and God and principles of morality, then they can discern where they can send their children. Then they can discern right from wrong and, and teach their children how to discern that likewise. Um, that's that is the great way we can combat this because if we don't empower those who have the greatest power ultimately, I mean, they always have had, which are parents, then we're just going to continue to let the government raise our children, let social media and all these other people, all these other moguls out there tell us where to send our children. And they're always going to tell us to send our children to quote unquote China's MIT and, uh, and other places like this. <sighs> Folks, we need parents to wake up. We need everyone to wake up. And what we really need to do is realize that we better 
turn to God. I don't think there's anything you can do about this except for turn to God and then find out where you stand. Okay, the, the battle lines are drawn. Do you know where you stand? What are you going to do about this? And you know what? We're spreading the news the best we can with the limited resources we have. In my opinion, the Symphony Digital Radio was an absolute destruction. But you know what? Do we need Motorola to create this kind of technology? I wonder if we could create this kind of technology ourselves, Alex. How we hard can. would it be to build a prototype? I think the American people, I think there's enough engineers that are private that know enough. You could take a regular radio that would receive the signal, do all that work from the transmitter. You could then just add, um, you know what, uh, I mean, you could make a crude one. You could probably maybe start with a, um, a Pi. That's PI. It's a little computer. Uh, and you could probably, um, you know, get technology in there that could clean up the signal and boost the signal. That's all that thing really did. I mean, I'm sure that they had it further along, and it's tragic that it would have to start over. But in my opinion, this is where they're shutting us down. We have got to start to say, look, I mean, just imagine if you have this digital capability, you can listen to radio stations from really far away, clean up really distant signals, and then buying AM and FM radio stations would be the key to preserve some of this technology. Um, we have got to do something. Americans have got to get involved. Find out where your place is on your knees before God, and then stand up and do something is our, 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 our prayer. You know what? We need people that have money to fund us. I can't go find advertisers and spend time on marketing and advertising while I'm trying to bring all this news the networks refuse to use to you. Think about it. Sam Bushman single-handedly brought this Radio Symphony project back to life from 2022 when everybody was talking about it before it got destroyed. 20 years later, 21 years later, whatever, Sam brings it up and no one, I, don't, I, I challenge anybody, nobody knows about this or remembers it, I don't think. But I interviewed Motorola executives who played sound bites on the air, proving their technology worked. Radio World wrote about it as the next thing since sliced bread when it came to radio. For Christmas, even. And then, poof, it was gone. Thank you, Alex. LibertyRoundTable.com. LovingLiberty.net. God save the Republic of the United States of America. America.